Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Sitting here in studio with, of course, Director Mark, who we don't we don't have a nickname for Mark just yet, but we got Party Foul Steve, uh, Metro Jason just stepped out, uh, Bougie Sean is here, and and Brandon he's hanging out with us as well. I got my special guest, uh, legendary Fort Worth musician. Singer-songwriter Mr. Rob Redwine is in here. Good to see you, buddy. You too, bud. How you been? Uh, I've been all right. I guess you could say that. So, let, me get, <laughs> go, let me go ahead and tell you about my day today, right? Yeah, let me have so it. Your, so your limousine driver comes and picks me up, right? Mm. So I'm driving over here from Fort Worth in the limousine, and I got all the champagne and the roses and all that stuff. I appreciate the roses. That was well, a nice was touch, Valentine's by the way. Week, so Very yeah. nice touch, by the way, because uh, I didn't have a Valentine's Day date, so <laughs> it, was, it made up for it. Anyway, so I get here, and Steve meets me out in the parking lot, and he says, well, they're filming uh, uh, an episode right before this because apparently you, you film these all over the place, and then you yeah. carry on. So I said, wait, what? Filming? Uh, okay. I didn't exactly wear my nice clothes. <laughs> the good thing about that is, though, when you're a rock and roll star, it doesn't matter what no, you wear. No, I mean, I just kind of expect, like, I've been, I, for every episode of the week, I've been wearing this Folds of Honor pullover right here. <laughs> Uh, and so I just like, I've just been representing. And so I've kind of had this idea. I'm just going to wear this for everything that we do here. Nice. Just, that way there's no wardrobe. It brings necessary. out the beauty in your eyes. I know. I, yeah. I mean, this, this little <laughs> camouflage, it brings out the patriotism in my complexion right here. I love it. So, Sizzling I love smile. Folds of honor. Uh, I don't know that we budgeted for the limo, so I don't know who picked you up, but I'm glad they got you to the right spot. But, uh, yeah, Let me go I'll give you. I'll give you all the champagne and roses you need, <laughs> Rob Redwine. I mean, that's a great. That is a great artistic name, Rob. God wanted me to be a Red, musician for Redwine. sure. Redwine, Rob Redwine. I got to tell everybody. Listen, if you're in the state of Texas, go to energyogre.com. Save sixty percent on your power bill if you live in a deregulated area, and you probably do. Like if you're in Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, some of those big metropolitan areas. Good chance you're in a deregulated area. You need to go to energyogre.com and sign up. Just put in your zip code. They'll let you know if they can, one, service you, and then, two, <laughs> sounds funny, but it's true. Sounds funny, but it's true. But then if they can't save you money, they won't even let you sign up. So, hey, we have saved, we save about $2,400 a year on our power bill. Jade and I do. Use promo code WATCHCHAD and sign up for it. It's the greatest thing in the state of Texas. Uh, I got the Redneck Riviera sitting over my shoulder. Rob's got, of course, the Studio 22 over his, and that's where we are sitting over here at Mercury One Studios. And I'm happy to have you on. I haven't seen you in a while. You and I, you and I have had some good times. I want to talk about that. Yeah. But we've also <laughs> had some interesting times. And mm -hmm. I know every time I'm around you, you get sick of telling this story. But tell them the night you almost died. Okay. Literally, yeah. I mean, All I right. want to. Hear, I want everybody in the studio as well as everybody listening to hear this story because this was this thing. I went to a Rob Redwine show at Lola's uh -huh. in Fort Worth, and all of a sudden, Rob wasn't on stage anymore. <laughs> Tell them what happened. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, we had a two band big night at, at Lola's. I think it was a big night. I can't remember how many people night. were there. But, um, uh, had the full band going and all that stuff. The long story short is we were about five songs into. Um, the set, and I thought my microphone had gone out. And when you're on stage, you know, you got monitors and everything else, and the band's playing around you and everything else. And so uh, I thought just my monitor went out. I could hear everybody else, but I couldn't hear myself talk anymore. Turned around, my drummer's still drumming back behind me. He's like, are you okay? I don't know. I, I think I'm fine. 
Um, anyway, so it turns out that uh, I my lead guitar player puts his guitar down. He walks over to me because I just apparently I was white as a ghost, and um, he checks my pulse. It's still right on stage. Everybody's like, "What's going on here?" And um, he goes, "I think you need to go to the hospital." I was like, "Okay," but I didn't actually say okay. Yeah, still loud in there. I couldn't hear anything. I get get off stage and um I'm trying to get out the out the door of the place my ex-girlfriend at the time was behind me and there's you know a bunch of people in there trying to talk to me I can't talk for some reason I don't know what's going on but I can't the words are there but they're not coming out right and for somebody like me that's a very hard thing as sure. as it is for you yeah um so uh, finally, we wheel over to the hospital, and they pulled me back into a room within like two minutes. They're like, "We think you had a stroke." Uh, and it turns out I had something called a, like a TIA stroke or something like that, which affects either your speech, your hearing, mm-hmm. something like that. So uh, I had a stroke, and then uh, subsequent open heart surgery for uh, aortic stenosis, and now I have a mechanical heart valve. And- which Good is, times. Which is that's been about what five six years ago. Four now? four years. Yeah, yeah. See, because because it was like everybody was like, "Did you hear what happened to Rob?" You know, they took Rob off, and because I looked at the stage, and all of a sudden, <laughs> your guys were kind of filling in. You mm-hmm. know, there was, and Rob was gone. I was like, "We came to Rob's show, <laughs> yeah. and there's no Rob here." Right, right. And like he pulled a George Jones on us. He's <laughs> gone, right? And so I'm like, well, "Tales what from the happened? tour bus, baby." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. And then all of a sudden, thirty days later, you're still in the hospital. I uh-huh. mean, you you say it like, "Well, we had a heart stenosis, and then all this stuff, mechanical yeah. heart." All that, but you were in the hospital a long yeah. time. I mean, there were a lot of month and a half, a lot of prayers and cares going out yeah. for you because it was it was a touch and go kind of thing, which is a scary deal. You know, I was in a, I was in a show, um, in uh, Lubbock. I think I was in Lubbock, and I came out on stage, and all of a sudden, I because I deal with these blood pressure issues, all of a sudden I got real lightheaded to the mm. point where I was like, and I thought of you because I was like, I'm going to have to leave the stage right. here in a second. I think I'm going to have to leave the stage. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to have to do that. I really don't want to have to do that. And I'm like, come on, man, it's your health. Yeah. And, and then finally yeah. I was able to kind of muscle through it, take some deep breaths and just deal with it. But, I mean, you had some stuff going on. It's scary, man. It's scary. Yeah. And, uh, For sure. It reminds you of your own mortality, which is Yeah, no doubt. Crazy. Yeah, no doubt. There were times in, in the hospital I was thinking about that and just how weird that is, especially at, I think I was 39 at the time. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's spooky. Sometimes I mean, you go through life and you don't even think about those things, and all of a sudden, you know, it happens. It is hard for men too, because like I don't know how you are, but I, I I'm one of those guys who I would just rather avoid going to the doctor if I could get away yeah, with it. Absolutely. I don't want to go just keep checking on myself, checking on myself. But you get to a point where you're like, you know, okay, my age, I probably should do what needs to be done to, right. to at least preventative care on things it, but i mean how do you know i mean how do you know yeah. did you did you have heart issues like your whole life and you didn't know about it no i i um was born with aortic stenosis i knew it was there but i was running back when i was like 10 years old i was running a battery of tests they would always have me on a treadmill and uh just checking things because there was some kind of weird murmur click yeah. kind of thing in there um but uh, my mom, who was taking me to all those things, um, passed away not long after that, and it just kind of fell by the wayside. I wasn't going anymore. I forgot about it and all that stuff. They told me back then 
But, I mean, I was a kid, you know, yeah. that you're going to have to have surgery on this thing at some point. I didn't know it was like that, though. I mean, it at was At that like, point, yeah. Boom. Happened. Yeah. Hey, at least scars are sexy. I think so. Those scars are sexy. I think yeah. so, but they certainly weren't at the time they were pulling the tubes out, I'll tell you that <laughs> much. <laughs> I had, last year I had my first, coming up on a year, I had my first surgery ever. 45 years old, I'd never had a surgery before, and they cut my guts out and did all that stuff and put me all back together. And then two months after that, they put my arm back together. So I had a second surgery from, you know, being a stupid man. Uh, but it's no, you know, nowhere near what, but it reminds you of your own mortality and you got one life and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, kind of like, sure. like this whole living thing. Yeah, I do too. At least for a little while longer. I know? mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the options are, but right now I kind of enjoy this part of yeah. it. So and um and I and and I must love it because I spend all my life traveling around the country with party foul Steve, so I got to deal with him <laughs> everywhere. And somebody's got to watch after you, <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve, you are living your best life right now. I mean, let's let's Absolutely, just every day be honest. You're living your best life. Your hair is fantastic, by the way. Isn't it amazing? Thank you. Lye soap every day. <laughs> what is it? Lye soap. Are man, you serious? You know, man soap. What's like, man soap? Not, is that like lava? My wife uses. <laughs> horse yes, and mane and tail horse shampoo that's... i use girl shampoo and conditioner thank you that's funny man that's funny bougie sean Come what kind of shampoo sean. do you use sean so no, right now it? i'm going through uh go 24 7 i think that, that's like oh you know the names and stuff yeah, because I was there was a point like I have a lot of hair, but I feel that I'm kind of receding a little bit, so I got a little paranoid. I don't want to be like George Jefferson with that, you know, that spot <laughs> right there. Oh, so no. I started. Well, you know, beans like, don't burn in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so I got thickening shampoo. My wife said that's the worst thing for me to get for my head, but that's what I've been using. It's okay. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to get that crusty the clown recession. What are you using on. on the beard? Oh, I use a uh, Texas cowboy beard oil. All right. Yeah, um, that's what we were talking about. Got it from about. the Dallas Farmers I'm Market. I'm pimping beard oils right now, so, you know. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lady who's, a, who's <laughs> in the Dallas Farmers Market. That's what Jason, he had a body butter, and he kept bragging about the body butter. If you didn't listen to the other podcasts, he loves his body butter. So we went out there as a group, and I sort of beard oils, and it smells great. I can, You can smell my beard if you want to. It smells really good, but it's Texas beard oil. I'm walking over, good. as a matter of fact. It, 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 lets you, it smells good. It smells good. Smell it. Get a whiff of it. That's like 80s porn oh, right God, there. That looked like 80s porn. With that with that big old beard, yeah, it's great. That was that. It's nice. I like it. It's great. Yeah. That's so funny. It's a nice. We lady. went out there as a group to shop for beard beard oils. You know, it's like a boys' <laughs> night out. You know, we used to go to the club. Now we go to the farmers some market. The metrosexual adventure. <laughs> go get some Four dudes beard to oil. <laughs> Tomorrow we're going to Candles Plus. You no, know, we Sam's. To, we went to the we went to we went to a, a brunch event that had free alcohol. That's why we mm. went. We just stumbled upon the beard oil. Free alcohol. Mm. Well, I'm down for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was, yeah. it was a good little We're event. going to Sam Goody's tomorrow to pick out nose rings. <laughs> hey, y'all are funny, man. <laughs> it was a boys' night out. Boys' night out, we went to uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Bath and Body hey, Works. That's what I'm There's nothing wrong with that, man. There ain't nothing wrong with they it, man. They even had that in that old guys, movie. Old get, school. <laughs> yeah, get in touch with your sensitive side. Why not, you know? I know. Edit. My sense of joys are burning. Are they? Of course they are. So that sounds weird. So our friend Melody Villard, who uh, is listening to this episode because she listens to all of them, uh, they are they are our friends in Craig, Colorado. So they have one of the biggest sheep ranch operations in America. 
They were, uh, her and her husband, Albert, she's probably been, I don't know, God, to what, a dozen shows. I mean, I, I'm like, do you not ever get tired? She's <laughs> like, well, it's the after party we like. We we could care less about the show. Right, we right. just like to come to the after party. But they were like they were featured on an episode of Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. Their their thing was, and they were talking about castrating the sheep, and that was when they showed Mike how to bite the testicles off of the sheep. <laughs> and so they had Mike bite them off and whatever. And we're going to go out there. Steve is dying to buy, bite some balls yep. off some sheep. It's so, ready to do it. Yeah, they got great elk hunting out there you, and man. stuff. Just <laughs> it's just gorgeous country out there. So we, we're probably going to be back out there this year. But anyway. Uh, so she's into the doTERRA, the essential oils and stuff like that. And she'll bring me like, technically I belong to that thing. And, and I, and, and just, just to be a part of her thing to help her. And so I build up all this credit. And so she sends me, she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't really even know what it is. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. And I'm a, I guess I'm a doTERRA rep i don't know i'm like i don't know what it is so she'll send me these little beads of oil and stuff to do, i don't know like for breath and mm. i don't know you got one that'll get me high <laughs> do you have any do you have any doTERRA cbd thc <laughs> anything like that you can send me from colorado like that i can get into that i'm that i'm fired up about mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i'll do mm-hmm. the research on that stuff you know <laughs> Mark, you missed it, man. We were in Colorado. No, we weren't. We were in Las Vegas. What am I thinking of? We were in Colorado. You weren't. I wasn't in Colorado. We weren't in Colorado. Party foul and I were in Colorado. Mark, but we went to the world's largest. Tell, let me tell you this, Rob. We went to, I'm talking to both of you guys. Okay, I can't, I can't look out of both sides of my head. I just talk out of both sides of my head. I've seen it before. Yes. So we go to the world's largest uh, dispensary right. in Vegas, Planet 13. And we're going to feature it on an episode of Humor Me, which you can get on blazetv.com slash Chad. Just use promo code Chad. (laughs) (laughs) They've got 45,000 square feet of dispensary. They're about to be 145,000 square feet. Like this This is what it looks like when you make so much money you don't know what to do with your money. Like they have sky shows in the building with drones, big balls, drones that turn colors and 3D light shows and stuff and and i mean they're just selling weed i mean they're selling you know so i don't do they're the selling stuff. happiness is i don't do selling. the stuff but a thousand dollars later as we were leaving <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the truth because i was like okay boys y'all get all the healthy stuff y'all can get and i'll buy it for you it was all CBD and these guys like we need this oil for relaxing and this oil to focus and this oil to sleep and this oil to you know get horny and this oil to <laughs> To make, to make the girls horny, and I mean, it's so probably I mean, all like, exactly the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. CBD forever <laughs> gave me diarrhea. I did, I did the oils that gave me diarrhea. I don't know. I got diarrhea after that. It could be the oils. I blame it. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, like like marijuana is. It's never been. I've done marijuana. I, I I've you know. I, but it's just never been my drug of choice. Are you a partaker in that? Are you a, do you care about it at all? Is this live? Oh, no, it doesn't have to be. You can, I mean, you don't even have to answer the question. No, uh, absolutely. I'm a musician. Of course we yeah. have. We all have. I mean, I assume we all have. Of course. I mean, I believe I believe everybody has a drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very honest about it. I, I, um, That's the only thing I can actually do um, with all the heart medications. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I believe, I, I, you know, I got people who swear by the, the health benefits of the CBD stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like makes sense to me yeah i mean it makes sense to me i don't i don't care 
I, I'm, I'm libertarian enough. I don't care what people do. Just don't don't try to force it down my throat. But you know, mm-hmm. hey, to each their own. I, if you got your drug of choice, and if that mm-hmm. makes people, I think everybody's got their drug of choice. I'm holding mine right here. Oh so yeah, that's the beauty of it. And people can get mad about that. <laughs> Jesus did it. I'm doing it too. So well, your liberal <laughs> drivers out front. We'll just go get a limo. And we're gone. <laughs> a limo all all lined up with you know all the latest essential oils and <laughs> CBD. <laughs> T- <laughs> light a candle. Light. We need to light some candles. <laughs> My wife does those candle things where you where you turn the thing on and it heats it up and it melts mm-hmm. and it, whatever that crap Scentsy. is. Scentsy. Ah, it stinksy. To me, I can't do the Cincy stuff, man. It's too, like, I can't, like, my wife, (laughs) you know, like, my wife, she wants to do, like, Febreze, you know, she'll, she'll, something, the dog pisses in the house or whatever, she'll come out and do the Febreze, and it's just a, that's, that's, to me, that's enough Febreze. Not her, man. You can't walk, it's like fumigating the house, you can't walk in there. Oh, here we, use the microphone, Brandon. He got fired up, he had to speak out. What? (laughs) Yeah, we got the 13-year-old there. Bring it on. What you got? She she uses the Lysol on the floor. That's what gets me. The Febreze I can care less about. But the Lysol, she uses that stuff like she's trying to make another carpet. Like another coat. Yeah, she's trying to make a coat of the floor. I'm like, just like <laughs> a couple of sprays and you're good. And then she coats it with the Febreze. And I'm like, okay, I'm dying now. Um, I got to breathe at some point. Yeah, I, I can't stand it. it. It to me, I just can't stand it. So, and I don't understand that Lysol that the ninety nine point nine nine percent of all germs gets. You know, it's that it's that, What's that point one? oh one that's gonna get yeah. you. That's that's the one. That's the one that's gonna put you in the hospital while it's you're playing Lola's. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> the and flu that's virus. The whole deal. All right, let's go back to Ra. So, Ra, enough of this nonsense. I want us to get serious for a minute. You remember that time we were in Vegas and we had <laughs> man? I was just waiting for this story to come up, man. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> Rob was so I was staying. This was a couple years ago. I was staying at the uh, MGM Grand at the Signature Suites, and and you were going to be coming over, and you, I, you were staying there too, weren't you? No, I was the Golden Nugget. You were the Golden. <laughs> you were downtown. I was downtown. Yeah, you're downtown with the. Yeah. Well, I, well, well, yeah. I got a. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not riding so high society as you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was staying there for free. Don't get me wrong. I, but that was a week I had to be there. Like I don't know, twelve straight, thirteen straight days. So mm-hmm. I was. I was. Yeah, but. Um, Vegas on a budget can be done. You can stay in places for like $13 a night. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, they get the money other ways. But so anyway, I was like, yeah, you're getting off the plane. You came in, and, and I was walking across the crowded lobby there, and here you come yeah. across the crowded lobby. We just ran into each yeah. other. I knew you were coming. We yeah. were going to get together that night. But in, in the middle of Vegas, in the middle of a crowd, here's the guy that I yeah. was going to meet up with later on. Here you come walking. This was when the rodeo was going on, and it was just a Sea of cowboy hats yeah, yeah. everywhere throughout the casino. Yeah, just just random gobs of people yeah. there, and the and so I said, "Hey, I'm going down to Brad Garrett's um, um, comedy club down there in the bottom part of MGM Grand." And our buddy Cowboy Bill Martin was going to be doing a show down there. I said, "Let's go down there and hang." Their show's probably getting over with. They kind of want an after party tonight, and so Brad, who everybody knows from uh, playing Robbie on Everybody mm-hmm. Loves Raymond. Which is one of the biggest surprises of all time, because anybody that ever sees Brad Garrett's comedy, they realize he's not really Robbie. Right. He is one of the greatest insult comics in history. I mean, he is Don Rickles incarnate. I yeah. mean, he really is. I mean, he will call you out. Mm-hmm. Funny guy. Sweetheart of a man. Anyway, 
So we said uh, we're gonna we're gonna go down, hang out. So we did. He likes to go over to New York, New York, which yep. is across the street. He can take like a tunnel over there. Yeah. And so we get over to the Irish pub over there, and what a night. Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy night, dude. Yeah. That was one of those because we go over there and he has this spread of food. Brad already had like every appetizer the place offered. It, and so here, it looked me. like like the twelve people at the uh, at the Last Supper. <laughs> it it last really did. Supper yeah, at the Irish Pub yeah. in New York, New York. But we did. We had a blast. We sat over there. We drank. We spilled drinks. We, we drank did. more. We spilled more drinks. We ate fried pickles and chicken fingers. And then we went out and gambled. And yeah, all kind of stuff. Yeah, my life. It was and. Uh, and and Brad picked up the whole bill. I mean, he he was like, you know, he was we were his guests. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that was one of those things that reminded us like, I want to be like that. You know, I'm just yeah. going to be gracious to people and take care of them and have fun. And you still go out there though for yes, yeah, you, uh, you uh, playing out there, but thirty fourth time out there actually. But before we get there though, let me tell my version of that story I because hear this that. is the this is the uh, this is the way I tell that story. So. um I'm getting off the plane. My phone's blowing up from you. Get over here. Get over here. Get over here. I'm like, I got to take a cab down to Golden Nugget and drop my bag off and all that stuff. So I did. Got back to MGM. It was like 8 o'clock at night or something like that, I think, somewhere around there. Yep. So you and Jade come walking down the stairs of right there in the middle of the casino. I think that's what happened. Maybe, I, maybe I'm thinking of the Titanic and <laughs> all that stuff. And the, the, the grand, the grand staircase and all that stuff. Um, but, um, and you come right up to me and all of a sudden we see each other, right? So we turn and we're starting to walk, uh, back toward this hallway. And I noticed that there's three very large, um, black individuals, uh, in suits that are your security. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, are we okay right now? We're good. And, and you're like, yeah, man, we're good. We're good. So one of them swipes the badge to this door that goes down this hallway, and we roll back into uh, the green room, which is right beside Brad's studio or, yep. or, or the or the, the theater, theater. I yeah. should say, yeah. And um, so and, and um, what's his name? Uh, the other comedian, Bill Oh, Quinn. Quinn, Quinn hilarious Patterson. dude, hilarious yeah. dude. He was in there. Uh, he was he <clears throat> had me rolling on the floor for a while. Quinn's awesome. Yeah. Great, great guy. So, um, anyway, there's another security guard that comes in and says, hey, Brad's over over at um, New York, New York, and we're going to take you all over there and everything else. So, we go. We go down this tunnel. I think we went down that tunnel. Maybe we just walked across the street. I can't remember. <laughs> but I like to say we walked down this oh, tunnel. Oh, we went, we went very Sinat- So, so yeah. this is where I embellish a lot. Yeah, yeah Sinatra used the this tunnel all the time. Sinatra was Elvis still down used there. this tunnel all Catacombs. the time and everything. Yeah. So we get over to uh, we get inside the casino and walk over to Nine Fine Irishman. There's a there's a line of people that were out the door to get into Nine Fine Irishman. I thought I think I think that's right. It was a lot. But yeah. we get to go through the red ropes and all that stuff. Now here's another embellishment of mine right here that I like to say because now we've got four security guards around us and they're all walking us through this that, thing. That is not much of an embellishment. Right. That's pretty much the truth. But all the people in the crowd start going, "Who are you, man?" Yeah. And I just turn around and say, "I'm Rob, man." And then I carry on. I, this is my celebrity, my true celebrity of the night right here. Sure enough, we did sit down at this long table. There was 14 of us probably, yeah. something like that. And that and Brad had not 
nachos the size of a, a Volkswagen in there on the on the table and everything else. Then he takes us out and uh, he all he gives us all like a hundred bucks to to gamble on craps table and everything else. I don't know if that happened or not. It happened. We were drinking a lot that evening. Yeah, a lot of adult. And Brad beverages. wasn't because Brad's Brad been was. sober a long time because yeah. he he had decided to get sober and had been sober at that point in time for about nine months. Right. And so, but we were we were imbibing. Well, you and, and I, um, we can't yeah. be around each other and not uh, en- enjoy a beverage well, we or do. two. Yeah. And the weird thing about Rob's green room is, so Rob has, um, 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 I keep calling him Rob. I keep thinking of Rob and Robbie. Brad has uh, in his green room, Brad Garrett, he's got this big apothecary table and uh, cabinet with all the drawers in it. Yep. And every drawer you pull out has a different candy right. in it. And so, like, your sweet tarts, there'd be a full drawer of sweet tarts. You know, Sean's always eating the sweet tarts, the gummies and the in the Rolos and the whatever. I mean, there's just every the drawer's completely full of these candies. All the brown M&Ms. I mean, they're yeah, just everything. Drawer, yeah. You just pull yeah. out a drawer, and it's a surprise candy. It's in there. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you would have, you'd expect a green room to have some liquor in there. His doesn't really have any in there. But I, And I was looking around, and really all he had was some gin. And I've never been a gin drinker, so but I'm like. I'm going to drink. So I pour myself a little bit of gin, and that night I became a fan of, of gin. And so I started drinking <laughs> drinking the gin. And so I know it was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. <laughs> bad. It was Party foul, have you ever drink gin? I've tried it, but tried I'm not it. a big fan. Yeah. Look at that Look at that return right there, Party foul. It looks like he's a little puppet on a like – he's sitting on <laughs> sitting on. Mark's lap over there, hey. and put you put your hand up there, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. See, that's why you guys. So you guys, here. you have to. I keep telling everybody, you can watch it on YouTube, you can watch it on Facebook, but you've got to still go to where you can get podcasts. Look for the Chad Prather Show and hit subscribe. We want to be. We're we're currently number one hundred fifty six in the world on the comedy category. Of podcast last year we were we got as high as twenty four on all categories and we we kind of hovered around one fifty five to one seventy five which is still great yeah. out of all podcasts in the world that's great um, trying to get back there again because we took a little time off but yeah anyway so I tell people to go subscribe but that was a fun night that was a great story because it, it, you know you kind of get a glimpse of celebrity in that one here's a guy who's so gracious the way he was. And, of course, you had the drunks who were trying to kind of bombard the table. Yeah. And they had wrapped our table with a velvet rope so people couldn't get there or they weren't – they knew they weren't supposed to be there. And right. there was security watching our table. And so those guys would come in and kind of bombard. And he'd be like, yeah, just let them come on and take a picture. Let them come on and take a picture. And then it kind of got pushy as we were trying to get yeah. out of there. And But he'd still stop even in the street and take pictures with people and stuff like that. He's a he's – a, He's a professional, and he's he's a gracious dude. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. I, so. I mean, and you're you're right. That's that's you're the same way. I, that's who I want to be. You know, I, yeah. that uh, um, the um, experiences like that with somebody of such a high celebrity. Yeah. Um, you want them to. You don't want to. I mean, you, you know, there's some people that you are going to meet that are just going to be a total jerk, right? Yeah. But, um, for the most part. Everybody that I've ever come across has been, you know, gracious and nice and and um, good to you know any fans of theirs and everything else like that. That is there anybody like? Do you have this philosophy? Like I have this philosophy that there's some people that I really admire and respect that I'm I'm afraid to meet them. 
because mm-hmm. I don't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, I have like I never wanted to meet Merle Haggard because I'm right. afraid that I'd be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Same same <laughs> for me. Like um, James McMurtry is a prime example. Yeah. You know, one heck of a songwriter. You know, a legend for sure. Uh, I've just heard he's you know he has his smarmy moments or whatever else. So I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to go and. And, I, hand, and I have met people who have been that way that I'm still a fan of theirs, but I've just – I and like I could – if I walked up to them, they would know who I was and they might shake my hand. Yeah. But I still – I don't want to be very close to them because I know how they are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's one of those things where it's hard because you appreciate somebody for their art, but you also know the eccentricities. And one of the things that Jade and I have learned is that there's a reason why people are the way they are to a certain extent. And then people get really eccentric. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard so many Dwight Yoakam stories who you have to admire as a artist, both as a, sure. as a musician as well as an actor. But, like, uh, our buddy uh, Cody Johnson was doing a show. <laughs> he was opening for Dwight Yoakam, and Dwight was supposed to be on stage at, like, 1030 he was still sitting on a tarmac in a private jet at 9.30 <laughs> in, like, California. And uh, then when he got there, the bus was waiting on him, and there were five. There had to be five uh, pepperoni pizzas waiting mm. on him from Domino's, and they were all for him. No one else could touch any of the five. It's a lot and, of pizza. I mean, there was no way he was eating all five of yeah. them. Yeah. It's just weird stuff like that. Does he weigh, like, 150 pounds? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I mean, it's just weird like stuff like that that you hear those stories, and I'm like, that's, you know, you don't know how much of that's urban legend and, yeah, and myth true. and how much of it's real. You know, I've, I've heard people tell me that Paul McCartney, like we did a show at the Tobin Center down in San Antonio a couple of years ago. And they said, yeah, Paul McCartney came through and that was the instructions as nobody could look him in the eye. And then I've been in other places and they said, yeah, Paul McCartney came through. And he was the most gracious guy, met everybody. And so, you know, I choose to believe the good over the bad. And yeah. Stuff like that. I went and saw Jack White uh, two years ago. He's a jerk. Uh <laughs> Really? I don't know. Uh, and <laughs> we start a rumor. It, it was in. Uh, it was at on the OU campus, mm-hmm. and uh, this was not the White Stripes, but Jack White and his band, right? right? And somebody had released his writer to the public, put it out on Facebook and everything else, and it went viral everywhere. And it's not the most, not the insanest writer of all time. I mean, for those of y'all that don't know, a writer is basically what musicians require if they're um, higher level, not me, of course. Other than I, t- I told you I wanted a limo, but uh, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, what, you know the the old stories about green M and M's or brown M and M's and things like that in the dressing room that they have to have and that kind of stuff. That's what yeah. that is. So anyway, um, somebody had leaked his writer out, and he got really, really mad about it. And went on social media everywhere, started talking about everything else. Basically, it was just a, 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 a an exact recipe of guacamole mm-hmm. was the main thing. And I think it was um, T-bone steaks and champagne. I, nothing crazy out of the ordinary, whatever else. But the, the guacamole recipe in particular was really yeah. specific. And yeah. so before his show, a guy comes out from the curtains – and he has a bowl in his hand uh, and, and some chips, and he's just eating guacamole <laughs> in front of the microphone. And then this guy um, starts saying, we heard somebody was leaking our um, guacamole recipe to the public, and so we just wanted to come out here and 
say thank wow. you to everybody and everything else. And it was it was a, a very like sarcastic kind of funny moment and everything else. But yeah. it was it was it was interesting to see how he handled it. You know. Yeah. So we have a tour writer. Uh, <laughs> I'm we putting have, it on Facebook right now. We have a tour writer. I'm going to tell you how simple our tour writer is. Okay. These are the things. I will list off the things that are on our tour rider, and Steve will, Party Foul Steve will fill in the blanks. I wanted to keep my tour rider as simple as possible just because of these stories that yes. get out there. Yes. So first thing, I ask for pretzels. I want pretzels. I want a jar of peanut butter, smooth peanut butter. I want a can of mixed nuts, all right? That's, and then And then – Later on, we added in a tray of sandwiches so they can get them from anywhere. I don't care if it comes from Walmart. I don't, I don't care. Just a tray of just deli sandwiches. Then we asked, I asked for two clean towels, two clean towels, actual towels, napkins, of course, plates, forks, and glasses or whatever. I asked for a bottle of Jameson whiskey. We asked for ice. We asked for nine-volt batteries. We asked for Sharpie markers. And what else is there, Steve? A uh, fruit tray. A fruit tray. A uh, Mio water additive. Mio water additive. And here is the frou-frou bougie thing that I asked <laughs> for that that makes me feel weird sometimes, but it's what I drink. I ask for Pellegrino water. Like, give me the little bottles of Pellegrino water because it helps me stay away from the Diet Coke, which is an addiction. I can add the Mio water additive to the Pellegrino, and boom, there it is. So, I mean, there's a little bit freakiness to that. Like, we don't really need the peanut butter other than... I've got the, a stockpile so, at home. You don't have any So here's why the peanut butter. Here's why the peanut butter. So <clears throat> peanut butter is in case you just need a burst of energy, right? Now, you added you added uh, Red, Red Bull. Bull. I added sugar-free Red Sugar-free Bull. Red Bull. You added that on there. Um, occasionally I might grab one. So see, like we get rid of the peanut butter because if you need a burst of energy, you can grab your spoonful of peanut butter and you can eat it. But what it's turned into is Steve stockpiling peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the, the big one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he has, so I asked him, I said, do you have any Mio at your house? Cause I drink a ton of that water additive stuff. Cause, cause drinking, you've heard me say it, drinking, uh, Pellegrino or sparkling water or club soda is like drinking the static off of a television set. It's just, it's nasty. <laughs> you got to put a little flavor to it. So anyway, I was like, Steve, the other day, I said, Steve, will you bring me some Mio from the house? He brought me a gallon Ziploc bag full. full. <laughs> I won't have to buy Mio for six months because he grabs it and takes it home with us. So anyway. You don't ask for a spray tan on your rider? No spray tan. No oh, spray tan. I do that right in the hotel room. I do that. Oh, I got a little Korean girl that comes in. a tray also. <laughs> I put on a little loincloth, and she tells me, turn, you turn, you turn now. You turn again. You turn. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we, always, we get our favorite whiskey and vodka also. Well, we started, when Vince is on the tour with us, then, then we've started adding vodka because Vince is the vodka drinker. I, I just drink whiskey. Um, and then Arthur gets mad at me. He's like, do you want to keep the whiskey on the tour, Ryder, because I really want you to stop drinking. And I'm like... Look, man, I don't get stupid. I just like to, he's like, ah, but it makes the gout in your foot act up. These are the conversations oh, we wow. have, right? This is the stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we got a tour writer. But my agent, he's like, you need to beef up your tour writer. You need to ask for more stuff. And I'm like, it's, so, it's just Ooh, so. Let me help out with that one. It's so jerkish, you let, know? Let Boozy Sean help out with Boozy that one. Boozy Sean, what do you want? So, like, I'll tell, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a true story that I know is true. Eddie Griffin, comedian Eddie Griffin, uh -huh. he asks for a brand new pair of Air Jordans at every show. So if he's doing, if he's doing, uh, 
three shows in the same city, those three nights, he gets a new pair of Air Jordans in the deal. That's a lot. Uh, he might I, have a bigger budget for his rider. I'm sure you got a bigger budget for just about everything. Yeah, I was going to say, I try to keep ours within budget. Well, we, unless we you say, say well hey, within budget. Yeah, I know, but you always just say, hey, can we add this, this, and this? And most of the time, the venue will yeah, they do will. whatever we want. I've heard the horror stories, Rob. Oh, yeah. We did a show in Oklahoma where they, they had uh, L.A. Guns come in. And um, and the lead singer, he goes, uh, she had made... She had made her homemade marinara sauce. The venue, she 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 was going to give them pasta with her homemade marinara. Well, he came in and he said, "I'm sorry, no." She had made prime rib. She had made prime rib, and he said, "I really want pasta with marinara." So she goes home and makes the marinara and brings it back. And by after doing all of that, she comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I've decided to just eat what the band's eating. I'm going with the prime rib." I mean, like that's when you want to strangle somebody. Yeah, right. That, that's what you <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's also a part of me that looks at it, and I know it's so foreign to a person's ears. You're traveling. You're on the road. You're out. I always say you don't really get paid to do the show. You get paid to do all the traveling. Yeah. And so when you're out there, you have to do what you can to give you some sense of normalcy for the things that you need to just adequately – it's, Comforts you know, of home. It kind of is. I mean, there is there is a strategic pers- purpose for everything that's on our tour rider. Um, but what kind of bougie stuff, Sean? Um, I what like do you want to put on there? Some kombucha for to you know oh, to help with the flora. But nobody drinks that kombucha crap. Party foul drinks it. Steve, I drink it occasionally. Is it any good? No, that's, that's, that's good for you. It's good the, for you. Matter of fact, it, it grows on you. Like I didn't know kombucha was a thing until you came around, Sean. What? It's good for your gut. It's good for your gut. Yeah, when we're traveling, it makes you feel like you know when you're on the road and. Why do you think I eat hot wings? I mean, we we should have that on the rider because we literally eat wings every place we go. That's true. And we should have, have wings. Yeah. Now see, now y'all are gonna make me frou frou. We don't have to. Be, we don't have to do it though, because we can still go get wings wherever. I don't mind that, but if it's just easy and it's there. We should yeah. have wings next to a fruit tray. Willie, my agent, said we should beef up the rider and make us look bigger there. And I'm like, but what? Perception. Man, I don't mm. know. But your, only, your perception is only to the venue owner. I mean, the, the promoter yeah. is putting but, it in but there. But if, if somebody leaks it, and they say, <laughs> just Chad Prather, you and know, here he I comes am in. thinking about putting out a sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, it made Kardashian what she is, so why not? <laughs> Is anybody got What's Ray a 12 J's second. number? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got Ray J's number? I know he's not getting any play. I wonder if Ray J likes a cowboy. I've never seen that tape before in my life. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll, it'll be a revival of the village people. Man. Do you have a boat you could relive yeah. Tommy and Pamela? If we can get Pamela on, she's <laughs> yeah, she got hepatitis C. Um, they got a cure <clears> for that. <laughs> got a cure for that? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Robert, you staying busy. Yes, sir. You look busy. You look – I mean, you uh, – you do a good job with the social media stuff. Do you think you do? Yeah, well, I I think uh, you do. I think I do okay. I could certainly use somebody to start doing that for me so I wouldn't have to deal with it, but yeah, that's, that's still bad. the life of the, you know, the working musician with no management and anything else like that. It's um it's a it's a lot of juggling all that stuff, but um that's part of the job though, you know. And if yeah. you're if you're going to do the thing, then you got to do that stuff. How long? When when was the last time? When, what was your last record? How long ago has it been since it came out? Uh, Daisy came out um, last year in uh, August. Yeah, 
you are are you are you consistently always thinking about the next record or the yeah. next you, you are I well I've I've literally got four records worth of songs right now to, well, to see, put together. And that's why I asked that cuz you're a songwriter. Like I don't that's a whole other mind there. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, that's a whole other mind that do you it's like is it like every time you have a conversation or every time you hear a phrase or something like that like hey that's a song. I am hyper hyper cognizant of conversations with people or um a, a cliche that i'll hear on tv or whatever else and um uh i don't like to be too cliche but sometimes there's a cliche that makes a song and yeah. a, actually i should say a lot of times that a cliche will make a song and you don't necessarily want to just make the entire song a bunch of cliches and everything else but uh there's you know just Sometimes something just works for something, and and you go with it. Because I'm 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 a songwriter that I I like to write about everything. I'm writing about gunfires and bank robberies, and obviously jaded relationships a lot. Or um, I, I finally write, wrote a happy love song um, just recently, like finally one. And I wasn't even in a relationship, uh, but that's the only way that happens. Every songwriter out there will tell you the hardest thing to write about is when you're actually happy in love. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I can write about cats and, you know, dogs and <laughs> and everything. Because that makes it more fun is to, um, you know, be able to diversify everything and, and write about everything out there. Yeah. it's For me, it's the power of story. <clears throat> and you're a good storyteller. Like, you know how to use song to tell a good story. And and I always appreciate that. And, and we were talking – I was having a conversation recently with with somebody. We were just talking about the good songwriters that that I think are good storytellers. Your name come up, came up, and th- there were a few others that did. And I think that the Fort Worth, Texas music scene has something to brag about, something to be proud of. I, yeah. I, I almost think that, in many ways, it outdoes, dare I say, Austin. Mm-hmm. What are I, your thoughts? I about totally agree. That? I totally agree, and um. Fort Worth is slowly building its way to being that that town um, that Austin has been on the map for forever, and you, and you've got other places like L.A. and Seattle, and you know yeah. um, uh, that there's some brilliant bands and brilliant songwriters coming out of, and I mean Cleveland, Ohio, or you know anywhere there, songwriter is there everywhere, but yeah. but the um, the populace of Good songwriters and musicians in Fort Worth is vast, and I'm amazed at. So I stopped by yesterday. Jade and I, we were, Jade and I and Brandon, we we were going to go to a movie yesterday, and uh, we were over at the movie tavern, and we stopped in at Fred's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we I, I looked out on the uh, the patio to see who was playing because they've always got somebody out there playing on yep. the patio, and I was looking at the calendar, and I was amazed at how many people are going to be playing there over the month and i honestly only recognized about five or six <laughs> artists yeah. and i was like it always amazes me how many artists there are in fort worth yeah and and they're they're just everywhere i mean there's folks that in and, and you know one of our favorite places uh historically and and mine currently i'm assuming it's yours too but like Magno, magnolia motor lounge you know those guys over there have done a heck of a job of consistently rolling artists through there they've got a very diverse uh calendar in the west seventh area and there's so many of these little music venues that are around here we mentioned lola's earlier and these these different places that have built these stages done a phenomenal job 
And people take it for granted. Oh, yeah. It's a great music scene. I've pissed them all off with my politics. I, I still consider all these guys friends, guys and yeah. gals. I, I piss them all off with my all these liberal musicians that are out here that are crazy. They get mad at me because <laughs> I, I, I make jokes about it. And I'm like, chill. Don't worry about it. Is this why I'm on your show? Is this, I'm no. the only one that loves you? No. They all <laughs> they all love me. They just they give me. Here's the thing. To know me is to love me. Uh, it, it, you know, I can make jokes about politics and all these different things or even state my convictions. They all get mad at me. I, they, 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 they come back at me. They send me the messages and they tell me mm. I don't care. I, uh, they know I love them. If they don't, then they should. Um, if they don't, if they don't know I love them, then they, they, they don't know me well enough. Right. But, but I have a blast with all of them. Who was it? Uh, Revis over at Magnolia Motor mm. Lounge. He, uh, yeah, Sean, he's a lib. He loves me. They, uh, <laughs> they, uh, I, I had, uh, Jade came and picked me up at Magnolia a couple of weeks ago and I left my jacket sitting there on the bar stool. And so Revis posted a picture. He said, don't tell Chad Prather, but a liberal's wearing his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was great, dude. It was classic. He goes, it's the first time a liberal's ever worn his coat. And, uh, no, I, I love all of it. I love the dialogue. I love the discussion. And, and that's kind of been the modus operandi of everything I've ever tried to accomplish. It's humorous and, uh, to me that people get so bent out of shape over really this do. stuff. And, you know, I've, I don't care what anybody's political opinion is. I, I just, you know, I, I'm not going to lose friendships over no, politics no point and stuff. It. Yeah. No. I love that story. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Patton Oswalt, who's a comedian, yep. and, and he, you know— he was having that Twitter argument with a Trump supporter, and then he found out, you know, here's this veteran who was having this really hard time, and he helped the guy out. I mean, come on. It's okay to disagree with each other. People yeah. have disagreed with each other forever. Mm -hmm. um, even the people who claim to agree with each other disagree with each other. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but they do get tore up over it. Oh, yeah. They really sure. do. Like, like all of a sudden, I can't stand that person. Why? Just because you don't agree with everything that they think? I mean— they're not trying to murder you, yeah. you know. It's you know that's not that kind of thing. What were you going to say, Sean? You got fired up there for a second. Mm. I, I saw Sean's baby jump there in his womb. He got. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I was going to say, like, I don't know what I classify myself as. Like, I don't want to go around saying I'm a liberal or conservative. I don't. I just, I just live my life. It's well, truth be told, I'm the same way. You know that about me. I'm yeah, not a. Re just... I'm not a Republican. I've never registered with a political party. Yeah, I'm not registered either. Never. I've always refused. I've had I've turned down. Uh, I've had places that wanted me to come and speak to their organization. They say uh, one of our requirements is you have to be a registered Republican. And I said, well, what? then I, that's not the organization where I'm going to come speak mm -hmm. because that's not the way I am. Um, in, in truth, I'm, I'm more of I consider myself, I guess, a libertarian. Because I don't care what you do. I just don't want you trying to pass legislation that forces me to do something. Right. You know, I'm not going to try to pass legislation that forces you to do something. Uh, you take you take uh, what's the hot topic right now? The, the, the pro-life thing. I've never been one who says that that abortion should be illegal because it's I can't legislate what I consider morality. I can't do things like that. So so while I, I hope that you choose life, I can't make you not. Uh, you know, I, I can't I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I've always said, I don't care what drugs you use. I don't care who you sleep with. And anybody that knows me knows this um, because you can't legislate morality. And so many of our hotbed topics are just that. We're trying to legislate some idea of morality uh, or something that we value or don't value. I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. Rob, I don't care how many boyfriends you have. Uh, two. 
<laughs> two? Two? <laughs> At any given time? Fighting them off with a stick, man. You're a lover, not a fighter. That's I right. appreciate that about you, man. <laughs> I'm That's too awesome. hairy to have a boyfriend, man. No, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like the old Dice Clay skit. Isn't He's that like, you're supposed to be all yeah. shaved and everything? <laughs> He's like, I don't know how a guy can look at a girl and then look at a hairy guy walking down the right. beach and go, oh, yeah, I got to have me some of that. <laughs> I don't know. Those two don't compute in my head. So anyway, anyway, I, I you know. I, it's funny that you bring that up because just real quick. Yeah. Then, uh, my mom was the chaperone from his Texas um, for 15, well, yeah. 13 years. Um, and this was during my adolescent years. So at any given time, I had two, three Miss, actual Miss Texases living in my house in the room next to me my in my adolescent years. So you knew what I was doing in my bedroom, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> but at any given time, there were constant hairdressers and wardrobe guys and makeup guys in the house all the time. Um, and they are some of the funniest dudes <laughs> I have ever met. And to this day, I've got just tons and tons of gay friends. Sure. I, I love those dudes. You know, sure. I'm well, 100% hetero, but I don't, I don't mind going to the crazy places and, listen, and uh, doing the thing. <laughs> I can tell you story after story. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I, I, you know, I grew up with all the, yeah, same story. I can tell the same story, <laughs> you know, different circumstances, but same story. And to this day, I mean, we're, we're going to do an episode of uh, – we're going to do an episode of Humor Me with where I, I have all these friends who are homosexuals. I want to tell the homosexual uh, – what is it like to be an American and be a homosexual right. in America and, and the things you deal with and, you know, versus the way it was thought of once upon a time versus the way people approach it today. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm like – I just love everybody. I do. Our buddy – uh, Larry, uh, what the, oh God, what's a uh, musician for, uh, there's the bandana around his head. Hooper? Hooper, Larry Hooper. Larry jumped my butt on Twitter because <laughs> back whenever, uh, he was, uh, and I love and respect Larry. I, he jumped my butt on Twitter cause I made a joke. I, I said, I appreciate all the, uh, uh, beta voters putting their signs out in my neighborhood because now I know where all the idiots live. And of course, he was like, "I wouldn't call you an idiot. I would call you a friend." I'm like, "Come on, dude. I make jokes for a living. It's yeah. you know, it's that kind of thing." And so those guys wanted to turn it. Well, you know, Chad Prather, he's just somebody that stirs the pot for a living and makes money out. And I'm like, "No, nah, I just start conversations." And yeah, sometimes I do stir it up because for me it's fun. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy doing it and, and get it going. But it doesn't mean I love people any less. I mean, I still love you. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just a funny thing. I mean, now we now we everything everything is so microaggressive. It's just you know can't joke with each other by right. stuff and and uh, but I, I just have a blast with it, man. And that's one of the things. The power of music is a great thing because it does bring people together. Yep. You don't go to a concert, and I think that's what gets people upset is they go to a concert and then it gets political from the stage or whatever. Like, if you know that's what you're going into, that's one thing. But I think people go to those. They, they want to come and come together. Music is a great unifier, yeah. you know, because let's face it, no matter where we come from, when we tell that story and you add music to it, um, it's it's one of those things where we realize we're all coming from, in many ways, the same struggle and perspective of life. It's it's a crazy deal. So, I agree. It's, it's a weird deal. My brother is a... Um Somewhat famous celebrity chef. He won top top chef, mm -hmm. and um, he and I have that conversation all the time about the the artistic format of 
uh, music and creating music um, versus the same exact thing with food. food. Same kind of thing brings people together, puts people around the table together, and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, uh, but they're both beautiful things. Art in general, you know, yeah. same kind of thing. Have you written any great songs? Have you written a great song lately, or do you have anything? That you need to share with everybody. Oh, are you asking you, me to play? You've got a guitar over there, oh, so I, do. I mean, you might as well. Oh, okay. I mean, we can adjust the microphone and everything. Do you have uh, 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 anything in particular you want to hear? No, I, I, everything you do, I like. So, goodness gracious! All right, I dig it. Play a song. We'll get out of here, and I'm going to tell everybody one more time: go to blazetv.com/slash/chad. Use promo code CHAD. Sign up. You can watch all of Sean's handiwork. You get to watch everything that we do with me and Party Foul Steve and Jade. And even Brandon makes a cameo appearance every now and then. Yeah. If he backs that microphone up just a little bit, can it pick up? Just back it up just a little bit. And it would get his vocal and the guitar, I would imagine. Yeah. What kind of guitar is that? Uh, it is a Martin Double O DB. They only made uh, 260 of these. I got number 208, actually. I've had it for like eight years. No kidding. That's my baby. So. No kidding. All the songs are written on this one, and then they transfer over to other guitars and things like that. Did I tell you about uh, we were at John Rich's house, and he pulled down Merle Haggard's bus guitar, his songwriting really? bus guitar. Started listening off all the songs that Merle Haggard's written on that guitar, and now John owns it, and it's... Whoo! I mean, you sit there, and so, so I, John said, "Play me a song, play me a song," and I'm holding that thing. So I did, um, you know, Ella Warden, and so I was, just, oh my god, I, oh, it's sing still, me back home. I sang it on his guitar that he wrote it on, and I, oh, it still cracks me up. I had you chills. Are, you're friends with that with that dude of all people, you know. It's, I know, it's that's random. It's just interesting random, cat, you know? man. Yeah. Well, we just hung out on a bus one night. We were on his tour bus, and uh, I was friends with Cowboy Troy for a long time. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Well, you weren't you were friends with Cowboy Troy? Yeah, Trump Cowboy Troy is my buddy, and so we were friends. And so uh, I was at an event as a veterans support event, and uh, they were playing at it. So wound up going out with the Nine Line Apparel guys because they were going to go out and visit with uh, Big Kenny because Big Kenny's doing a business deal with Nine Line, and I didn't even know John was on the bus. He was back in the back getting ready. We hung out, and then the next thing I know, it's like almost we forgot there was a show that needed to happen. So they went out there and did that, and then we came back. And, you know, I appreciate those guys. They're great businessmen. Yeah. Not just artists, but they're good businessmen. So it's been an interesting little connection. Yeah. They've got one of the best line dancing songs of all time. I still don't (laughs) understand the concept of line dancing. Hate it. Despise it. You know, it still is what it is, man. And They're still doing it. Yep. And when you got Steve Earle. Copperhead Road. How did that turn into a line dance? One of the song? greatest songwriters of all time, a legend, Steve Earle, and his song Copperhead Road becomes a, a popular line dance. We were in Wichita Falls this last week, and and that's what they were doing. They they were doing all the line dances and stuff, and I'm like, it is really a horrible thing. <laughs> I mean, like, no self-respecting man should be out there line dancing. And I'm like, bro, I know you're trying to pick up chicks, but it is the most anti-chick yeah. thing you can do. Yes. It's brutal. <laughs> Party foul. I didn't do a single one. <laughs> oh, man. I, I thought surely you would be the line dancer of everybody. <laughs> uh, not since about 1991. <laughs> Sean was doing an imitation the other day of them line dancing. I was cracking up, man. He does a nice high kick. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird scene for me to see, but I tell you that much. I wanted to run away from those bars. Yeah. Choreographed walking. 
Every now and then a high kick and a, a high clap. kick and a clap. Yeah. They looked so sad when they were doing it. Some of the women, they just look, they weren't happy. They were just shuffling Trust them me, on the floor. Trust me, this where sad women go to die is Ooh. the line dance thing. So. <laughs> the brush That's... poppers and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rob, come on with it, brother. Give me something. All right, all right, all right. Play, what's well, that, play, play whatever's on your heart. We were talking about Lubbock, uh, weren't we, a little while yeah. ago? Yeah. And, uh, so I was in Lubbock one night at a show, and um, – I was at the bar, went to the bar to get a beer real quick uh, before the show, and there was about five girls standing at the bar right beside me. And um, uh, one of them in particular was very cavalier about the fact that she had gained the freshman 15. Mm. And so um, as she was, like, just <laughs> chugging Budweiser's and doing <coughs> shots and smoking cigarettes and everything else, and her, all her buddies were, I call them the woo girls because, you yeah. know, you're always in those places, woo, you know. So, um, anyway, she was cracking me up, and I was like, man, I got a party with this girl. And then I thought, nah, I'm going to go write a song about this girl. So I went back in the green room, and like 15 minutes later, this song came out. So this is called oh, Freshman God. 15. That's a gift. Yeah. Freshman 15. This is meant to not be offensive to any ladies, by the way, of the Freshman 15 variety. <laughs> it's just a fun little song. Okay, I gained the Freshman 15 on this last trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Sunday, raised in a First Baptist church. She never wears dresses, just blue jeans and concert merch. I love that line. Great. Sometimes she goes crazy and orders two shots and a beer. She might be a wild one, she might be a cavalier. She's crazy, the ladies all say. Freshman 15, she gained and never went away. And now she's a bartender down at Blue Light. And that's where she might be tonight. <laughs> we know that girl. Out of tune too. We know that girl. <laughs> well, she tried out some yoga, but the pants didn't last for too long. Dances when I start to sing every verse of this song. She can raise hell and raise what is left of the dead. She might take a boy home and show him the way to her bed. It's funny, she says with a cough. Freshman 15, she gained, never came off. But she might get to sleep right before the daylight. She's going to party tonight. You know when you start playing an out-of-tune guitar and you can't stop, so you just go with it? <laughs> just go with it. I figured you down-tuned it anyway, so. <laughs> she doesn't smoke less when it's time for a drink. She has a drink every night beside her kitchen sink. Don't give a damn about what all her friends they might say. And she blows out a smoke ring and puts it out beside the ashtray. Tried to tell her that it was too late. 
As a freshman 15, she gained is now 38. She might get to sleep right before the daylight. She's gonna party tonight. Daddy was a pastor, you know what they say about them. Most preachers' daughters raise hell and rebel in the end. Well, she'll dress the part and show up every Sunday at eight. Throw all her tips from the night before into the plate. Yeah, she can cuss like a sailor, she's rather obscene. Don't give a damn about no freshman 15 She can care less if it's wrong or it's right She'll do it all over tonight Rob, everyone, baby, I love it. That's awesome. Thanks, y'all. I'm telling you a storyteller, dude. How can people find you? Uh, the main website is www.robredwinemusic.com But I'm out there on the YouTubes and Spotify's and the the Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitter. I'm a I'm a big Twitterer too, like you yeah. are, and uh, we're both joke makers on there. So absolutely, <laughs> that's funny. I love that song. That's a that's a chart topper right there, buddy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, you cut your little hell for it, but that's a chart yeah, topper, right? That's one of those ones. If I put that song out, they'd be like, "How dare you talk about girls in yoga pants?" <laughs> <laughs> you conservative schmuck. That's funny. What you got, Brandon? Uh, we'll tell you that. What's the freshman? We'll tell you. Anyway, wait a few Rob, years. Now. <laughs> thank you, buddy, for coming on. Thanks man. for having me, bud. Yeah, we're going. We, you're always welcome. Always welcome. I love it. So, anyway, check him out, Rob Redwine. You can see him uh, pretty much all over Fort Worth, and he tours all over the place, all over the country. He's all over the. But uh, thank God he calls home right here in uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area. So sure. appreciate you, buddy, and I'm glad to call you friend. And uh, always will. And we've had some adventures, and i got a feeling we're going to have a lot more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So for the Chad Prather Show, go subscribe, download the show, uh, get on here. Check us out, Humor Me with Chad Prather on blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. And uh, don't forget to tell your friends to not only listen to the podcast, rate, and review. Only five stars, by the way. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.